Hello, and welcome to episode 342 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and yes, welcome everyone out there for another week of. Uh, Lots of entertainment. The, the the jokes are definitely improving. He's got a he's got uh, you know a bit of reputation now, and uh, and the OMG facts are going all right. So hopefully Jeff pulls his weight during the show. <laughs> hopefully, you know, Alois. Yesterday it was a sad day. I, I went to a dentist's funeral. I guess he filled his last cavity. Did you use the the have you using that book that they gave you? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and it, I, I am using the book and it's terrible. I should <laughs> go back to my own. It's just better. Uh, this this dad jokes book, it's called The Good, the Bad and the Terrible. Well, there should be a good joke, many bad ones, and, and the rest are terrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got, yeah, just maybe <clears throat> we might have to get the kids to uh, to vet them before you before you produce them on a on a show, but anyway, so. um, yeah, I think so. All right, yeah. Hopefully, the OMG facts are good. <laughs> uh, why, Alois, would a yes. golfer wear two pairs of pants? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, Jeff. In case he gets a hole in one. <laughs> That's marginally better. <laughs> it is marginally better. Oh dear. Yeah. Yes. Good. good. Anyway. All right. Yes. W- wonderful. Very good. All <laughs> right. Well, let's 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 move on, Alois, because yes. otherwise this let's. joke might become uh, this joke. This this show might become <laughs> a joke. <laughs> what and that's funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, good one. Um, what happened on this on this day or on this week? Yeah, on this week it was was. Yes, Sun Ying Sha's birthday. So yesterday here in Australia, 4th of November, Sun Ying Sha. Now, <laughs> started looking at it. Sun Ying Sha was born in 2000. My goodness. 2000. So she's 20 years old. We, we're sort of starting to dig out these young ones now, Jeff. They're, yeah. They're but um, she's, she's actually the world doubles champion. You know, can you believe that? World Women's Doubles Champion in uh, in 2019 in Budapest. Um, born in just uh, 2000 from Hebei uh, province. Um, r- really, um, I, I like the way that she plays, you know, really uh, fluent, aggressive type of uh, uh, type of player. So, uh, yeah, um, l- like watching her play. I mean, I, when, you, when you look at her medal record, it's, uh, it's only one, but, you know, come next... Uh, Olympics, next World Championships. Mm. Um, who knows what will uh, what will come up? One to watch out for. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, def- definitely one to one to watch out for. She's um, yeah, as I said, really uh, really impressive player, Sun Yingsha. Excellent. Well, happy birthday. Twenty years old. Yeah, she's only had twenty of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. All right, and. Then, Alois, what is your tip of the week for all our listeners? Well, yeah, it's a tip of the week. It's a bit of a, you know, posing a question, really. You know, how how many how many skills 
should you work on at a time? Um, and uh, and I think it's it's interesting to start to pose that question because often I see players um, focusing on a whole lot of things and, they, and sometimes they don't even know what they're focusing on when they're training. So, you know, I think it's it's important that when you go into your training session or into your, you know, into your um, into your week of training or even into your month of training, what are you really trying to work on? And try to limit it, you know, try to limit it to maybe one or maybe two skills that you're really focused on for that session so that you can you can really start to um, find ways to improve that skill uh, I often see training sessions where players go in and, you know, when you're when you're sharing the the um, the drills, you know, it's your drill, my drill. You know, they'll come to my, your drill and you say, oh, what do you want to do? And and they'll stand there and say, oh, um, I I don't know. Oh, maybe uh, maybe I'll do uh, this. You know, and it, and it's just totally off the cuff, no thought behind it, mm. no real focus to what. Uh, what they're really working on and then their next drill they it might be something completely different you know something yeah something totally different like like they've almost finished that first thing that they were working on and now they're working on the next one and the next drill will be something you know completely unrelated again so I think you know especially during a training session you know really start to hone in and think about okay what do I want to improve during this training session um, and then find ways to to do that during the session. It's interesting. And does it have to be one thing, or could you be like, oh, I'm going to focus on my forehand topspin off backspin, but I also want to focus on my serve and my return of serve and my footwork. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think once you start to to spread that thinly, then it's hard to actually focus on those things. You know, so mm. if you if you're focusing on your topspin against backspin. Um, you know, that should be the, the key focus, you know, what happens before or after that in, in the, in the drill doesn't matter as much as, you know, that, um, that one thing that you are focusing on. So, you know, it might be that you're, you know, focusing on that forehand topspin against backspin. So you make the topspin against backspin and then, you know, you might miss the, the follow-up ball. That's okay. You know, um, because that focus was about making that that first ball um, in the rally, mm, um, but then interesting, yeah, yeah. But then you know, then you see players getting mad at themselves because they missed that final ball or they didn't win the point. Um, you know, whereas their focus really needs to be around that skill that they're trying to improve. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And this reminds me, Alice, we have on the, on the Ping Skills website. Everyone, head to the website pingskills.com. For our premium members, there's this 52-week training plan, and we get heaps of good feedback about this training plan. Um, And what we did was we broke it up into four weekly blocks, or blocks of four weeks. How do you say that? (laughs) Yeah, that'll do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So weeks one to four are all about consistency, so improving your consistency. Then uh, five to eight's on footwork. Then we look at technique. Uh, then placement, then speed, then spin. Then we look at serving and then receiving, then defensive training, then third ball training plans, uh, match strategy. And then the last, we actually grouped this into eight weeks, is like a tournament preparation sort of block. 
And I think, you know, planning out that over a year gives you a good framework for, for improving your game. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, as you as you go through, you might even want to spend more time on one of those blocks of uh, mm. of skills, or or you might feel okay. I've done that for a couple of weeks, and I feel like I'm really comfortable with that. Maybe I can move on. So so those um those blocks are there, and and I think and as as you said, a lot of people just like that because it uh, it gives them something to focus on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but you can move forwards and backwards with it a bit as well. But, yeah. yeah, and I as think- we encourage in these things. In these training plans, we encourage them to think about what is going to be beneficial for their game so you can actually start developing your own training plans that are even more specific to your game. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the baseline then is, you know, I think narrow your focus of what you're working on, you know, whether it is your consistency or your placement or, or speed as, um, as we've got um, them broken up into. Um, and then, you know, you'll you'll get some real improvement in that focus area. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Great tip. So, yeah, if you're out there thinking, um, I need to train, but I'm not sure what, um, consider that 52-week training plan or just consider just putting a bit of thought into it up front. What do I want to improve? Is it my consistency? Is it is it my speed? Is it my footwork? Yeah, and and have a plan going into it. And yep. I like and it I think, with, a, with a focus. Yep. Yeah. And I think then the the other the last point is also make sure at the end of the session that you have a think about how that was and did you get out of it what you wanted to, um, you know. So so that then when you come to the the following session, um, you can learn from that, improve it, repeat it, whatever it is. Um, to uh, to to move on with uh, with those skills. Nice. It's it's being reflective, isn't it? That's big these days when you're learning anything. Be reflective. Yes. Reflective is good. That's right. Indeed. Nice one. Nice one. All right, Alois. Well, I think it's time to move on to some questions. And okay. We've got some good ones um, today. First up from Abdul, who says, "Can you attack with anti-spin rubber?" especially when the opponent gives you a backspin ball? Yes. Well, Abdul, the answer is yes, you can. And in fact, the more backspin that they put on it, um, actually, the, the the easier it is to attack with that anti-spin rubber. So Why what is hap- that? Yeah, because when, when the ball hits the anti-spin rubber, it comes out with a little bit of topspin. So, and topspin is... Um, how you want to hit the ball if you are hitting the ball faster or harder. So if you're attacking and the ball's coming out of your anti-spin rubber with top spin, then you can really attack um, a little bit more um, uh, strongly as well. Um, the, because um, because the backspin coming in is spinning in one direction when it hits the anti-spin rubber it it actually just keeps spinning in that same direction but then when it's going back towards your opponent that spin is now top spin um it's it's an interesting concept or it's it's often a difficult concept uh for players to grasp especially if they've been hitting with um, inverted rubber with spin um for uh, for most of their playing time uh because that backspin naturally you feel that it's going to dive down off your bat. Um, whereas with the anti-spin, the, the the ball actually jumps up a little bit off your bat. Mm. 
And so I guess the reverse is true. When someone plays a top spin off the anti spin, it's going to keep that spin, so it's going to come back with backspin. Correct. And that's that. So that's why that's a little bit harder to attack with, um, attack with anti spin um, against a, a top spin ball, and it's actually easier against the backspin ball. And I guess that's why, because a lot of people play this top spin game. Why generally people think of anti spin as a more defensive rubber. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so it. Uh, it's it, anti spins always a bit slower as well, so it's going to slow down that attacking um, ball, um, but it also then goes back with some backspin, so uh, so it makes it a little bit more awkward or defensive um, type of stroke. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and what what do you think about anti spin? Is this a good option for people to use? Should people try anti spin? Mm. Um, I think yeah, I think. W- if you've if you've developed some idea of your game and the basics, then and and if you are a defensive type of player, you know then it's worth worth a try. It's something uh, different. Um, it's it can slow the ball down for you. So if you if you're finding that you know you just can't keep up with the speed of um, some of the other players that you're playing against, you know then maybe an anti-spin rubber can be useful for you. Um, but as I said, th- there's there is that limiting factor of you can't generate your own spin, so you're mm. very reliant on the spin from uh, your opponent. So um, if you if you're really trying to still think about you know improving the level of your strokes and your game in general, um, you know probably an inverted rubber or with with spin is um, the best option to start off with. But as yep. I say, if you you know if you find that you are a defensive player and you know you've played a bit um then anti-spin is worth worth a try um and the other option of course is the long pimple so that they behave very similarly um anti-spin rubber and and long pimple rubber yeah and i guess another thing to consider in that decision is just your interest in it like if you really feel like oh i should give this a try then just give it a try but yeah. If, yeah, if you're more attacking and you like that, then just stick with the attacking, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, great question, Abdul. All right, next up is a question from Stephen. He says, my brother serves his topspin serve and it's getting on my nerves. How do I return a topspin serve properly without losing the point? I can hear yes. the frustration there because it's firstly he's playing his brother and then he's missing these topspin serves. Yeah, it's never good losing to your brother, Stephen, is it? Um, so the 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 base idea, if you're um, receiving a topspin serve, is that you've got to come over the top of the ball and hit through the ball. So the ball's going to go back with a bit of topspin, but usually with a topspin serve you get the opportunity to make the attack and to and to place the ball as well. So, you know, you, it's not like you have to convert it from the backspin to lift it up to, to make the attacking stroke. Um, you know, really it should act in your favour, Stephen. So if he's serving topspin, think about hitting flat uh, through the ball, even generating some topspin of your own, and try to... Um, get that dominant position in the rally by making that attacking. So if, you know, if you're finding that the ball's jumping up off your bat too much and going off the end of the table, then think about just angling the, your bat more forward so that you're, um, that you're getting the ball down onto the table. 
Yeah, good tips. And I think that's important, isn't it? You don't want to, in a game situation, be just trying to hit that too hard and miss it if you're not confident. Because, you, like you said, you do have the opportunity to place it well. So even if you just place it well, you can get into a good position in the rally. And then if you become more confident, then maybe you can start hitting the ball harder. But initially, yeah, you really should just get that placement. Yeah, it, 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 well, it gives – yeah, that's right. It gives you the opportunity, doesn't it? And that's why most players don't serve um, topspin serves. Most players will serve backspin or, you know, sidespin, backspin um, serves because uh, the topspin serves do give your receiver a, an option to, to play a much more attacking stroke. Mm-hmm. And whenever you say that, it just makes me – you say most people serve that backspin, I'm thinking – Maybe people should try more topspin serves and just see what happens. <laughs> You're always like that uh, that change up, don't you, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, yeah, try. I mean, it might not work, but it's worth a try. <laughs> indeed. But yeah. Stephen, you need to you need to start to beat your brother. And, uh, <laughs> it's time. It's time. That's right. And we might get it. We might get a question from uh, your brother saying that my brother uh, keeps smashing my topspin serves and he's getting on my nerves. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, very good. All right. Good luck, Stephen. All right. Next up is one um, from Rud Ranch and says, my my friends and me are beginners. And he told them about our coaching tips and how they can increase their consistency. Um, but they don't agree. They think they can only get better by practicing fast and spinny shots. So what what should uh, Rudranch do, Alois, yes. about this situation? Yeah, it's 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 tough, isn't it? When you you know, like you feel like you've got some answers and you're trying to tell your friends about it, but you, they're not listening to you. Um, I think you know the the first thing is, um, I, I I think what you're doing is right. You know, it's it's important to 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 set a good foundation um, of your skills. Um, and we've got uh, a series on the building blocks of table tennis, and I think you know if you maybe if you show that to them, um, you know, and just show them how they can build up their their total um, game, that might help a little bit, you know. So um, when we start to talk about the building blocks of table tennis, we we're starting, you know, with um, just that um, the basic strokes, you know, being able to execute those basic strokes well then thinking about linking the strokes together randomizing it you know and then once you've got that then you can go forward and start to think about more speed more spin uh with all of those strokes and then you know start to really build uh build your game from there but yeah it's it's interesting isn't it because his friends are sort of saying well we need to practice these fast and spinny shots and it's true. If you want to get good, you need to have some fast and spinny shots. It's how you get there, isn't it? And if you just always right from the start trying to hit the ball too fast, you're probably not developing the right technique, and you're probably going to never develop that consistency. Yeah. Well, I think developing the stroke is important. Um, mm. And yeah. And if you're just swinging really fast and hard and trying to spin the ball fast, sure, that's a, a good stroke eventually but you may only be able to do it once at the moment and then you're missing the next 10 and that's not really um teaching you very much it's um yeah it's more about just trying to you know build build your game from those those foundations 
Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. So yeah, check out um, those building blocks, uh, Rodranch, and show your friends. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And um, yeah, just keep working on that consistency. And yeah, once you get that consistency, like you said, Alos, you can then increase that speed and that spin, and you'll feel good and confident about that. Yeah, that's right. Excellent. All right. Um, and because um, Rodranch is, you know, asking some good questions, Alois, we're featuring two of his questions on the show. Yeah. He wants to know. Related. Yeah, this next one's related as well. Yes. How can I practice the forehand counter hit against the wall because my friends are not very supportive? <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, it's not ideal to have to practice against the wall. but. What? Well, you don't get the, the the feedback that you really are looking for, and in fact, you know when you when you play a proper stroke against the wall, sometimes the ball won't come back to you. It'll it'll sort of fly off the end of the table that you're hitting on, and you sort of think, oh, okay, well I've got to stop that. Um, whereas, mm, and also, it's a bit weird with the spin. It's almost a bit like anti spin. Sometimes it comes back with a little bit of backspin. Very much like anti spin. That's right. So then you're you're hitting a top spin, and then the ball's coming back to you with a bit of backspin, and it um, yeah, it can be can be quite awkward to to practice and to learn that forehand counter hit stroke. Um, so uh, I suppose the first thing is try and convince your friends. That's that's uh, sort of much better if you can get them to start to practice with you uh, in in correct. Uh, way yeah but, and here's an idea you could actually like have a competition with them because sometimes your friends might like a bit of competition like how many can we do in a row without making a mistake maybe turn it into a competition and see if that sparks their interest yeah and um you know you could pull out the uh ping skills consistency chart Ooh, and yes. um and start to challenge them using that you know say that uh you know, I think uh, I can uh, build my forehand counter consistency to be able to get 20 on in a row. And, um, yeah, so and we'll also put a link to the uh, consistency chart on the show notes where you can just download that, uh, print it out, and uh, and utilise that during your training sessions as well. Yes. Very good. All right. Um, now, we also have, like... Um, a video alloys called yep. Practicing Alone. Yes. Is a very old video and in fact is related to the comment of the week. It is. That's and, right. And the comment of the week was my right ear really enjoyed that video. And yes. this is this was done ages ago, Alice, before we were such professionals <laughs> that we are now. Oh yeah. And the audio only came out on the right speaker. Yeah, I think we were using like, um, you know, a, a box brownie uh, video version or something to to film to film those. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it only uh, had audio through one uh, through one channel. So uh, exactly, and we've got we must have a hundred comments on that video. People saying my right ear really enjoyed <laughs> um, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, but we, we have vowed and declared, Jeff, that when we get back uh, to being able to film, we are going to refilm the Practicing Alone video. Yes, let's do it. Yes, indeed. So It's time. Like, now, 
in Australia, we're actually going pretty well with coronavirus. We're actually starting to get back into sport and stuff. So, yeah, I know some other countries are still having some big challenges, but it could be, you know, useful for some people that how to play alone video. We need to do it. That's right. Yep. How to, how to practice alone. How to practice alone, yes. New, new video coming out soon. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Alois, that brings us on to the OMG facts. Pen and paper ready. All right, here we go. Google, Google machine ready. In the 19th century, it was illegal for British Army officers to shave their mustaches. Really? Why? Illegal. I don't know why. It just was. Is that why a lot of Army officers have mustaches? Mustaches. <laughs> Maybe. So- Maybe. In the in the when 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 were they not allowed? In the nineteenth century. Nineteenth century. So that's in the eighteen hundreds, right? I always get confused. That always confuses me. Why do they even do that? Um, in the nineteenth century, yeah. So the eighteen hundreds. No, okay. Maybe maybe they. Don't know. No idea. If anyone knows why they weren't allowed to shave their mustaches. <laughs> now here's one for my wife because every day. My sons tell us he drinks too much coffee, but caffeine yep. is more addictive than marijuana. <gasps> oh, you better watch her. OMG fact. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, caffeine is more addictive than marijuana. Mm. Yeah. OMG but, fact. But does it have the same effects as marijuana? That's the question. No. No. <laughs> So. But more addictive. So you you do need to be very careful, Jeff's wife. Thanks, Al. Thanks. <laughs> well done. You got her on the show. No. <laughs> she usually just likes to listen. That's right. We we were actually thinking about charging her like you know big dollars for for being you know in the audience live and stuff. But anyway, she seems to be getting away with it. I know. Yeah. But do, do we have to pay her for a speaking part? <laughs> big dollars, big dollars. <laughs> big dollars, oh dear. Oh. Uh, okay. Um, did you know that the popsicle was invented by an 11-year-old who kept it secret for 18 years? What, what did he invent? What I don't, The popsicle. What, what, what does that mean? Like ice-flavoured um, drink. Well, not a drink. It's an it's an ice block. Ice flavored, f- flavored ice. Flavored ice, ice flavored. <laughs> it's a really good flavor, ice. <laughs> a flavored ice on a stick. Yeah. Invented by an eleven year old kid. It's secret for eighteen years. Really? There you go. It's okay. Now Venus yep. is the only planet that rotates clockwise. Really? Yep. And in last one, in the world of COVID-19, this is kind of applicable, but not really. But um, bacteria can grow and divide every 20 minutes, turning one bacterial cell into 16 million in just eight hours. Whoa, that's that's a lot. That's fast. That is a lot, isn't it? How many? 
16 one million. Just 16 million in just eight hours. Eight hours. Can grow yeah. and divide every 20 minutes. My goodness. Exponential growth. Yes. A good <laughs> lesson. Um. Well, that, that that's that's a good OMG fact. One to 16 million. Eight hours. Yeah. Indeed. So in 16 hours, how many would there be, Jeff? In just in 16 hours? Oh, yeah. too many to count. It's exponential. It's not just Yeah, up. that's right. It's like it would be, I don't know, very, very large number. So every 20 minutes it doubles, does it? Every 20 minutes it doubles, yeah. So, yeah, so that was a trick question. I didn't fall for it. Three. That doesn't sound right. 20 <laughs> it's a minutes, fact. 20 minutes or 20 seconds? Every 20 minutes. So in an hour, it's gonna there's going to be four of them, eight of them. Yep. Then 16, 32, then 64 after two. In two hours, yep. Yep. In three hours, 120, well, 256. 512. 512 in three hours. Yeah, this is the power of compound yep. growth. 1,024, 2,048, 4,096 in four hours. Yep. To think, like, in the next four hours, it's going to become 16 million. Apparently. OMG fact. Wow. Oh. Can, someone, can someone check that for us, please? <laughs> some, some, someone with a maths brain, can you can get the pen and paper out and just check that for us? Figure it out. Yeah. OMG fact, don't bother. <laughs> totally correct all right everybody that is a wrap that is a wrap make sure you check out pinkskills.com and um thank you so much for listening thank you to my wife for joining into the show and of course thank you alloys thank you jeff thank you jeff's wife everyone give her a round of applause that's first uh, first appearance um yes and uh yeah everyone stay safe out there folks and uh we shall see you. Well, we won't see you. We'll no. We won't even anything. You'll hear us in another week. <laughs> but if you jump on the website, we'll yes. see what you will. You leave a comment, and we'll see that. Yes, that's that's good, Jeff. Good save. You saved me. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye.